Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, ideas for saving money, and stories from our adventures. Be sure to check out our show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Welcome to another episode of Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Chris. And today we have a really interesting topic to talk about. I'm actually really excited about it. Would you like to share what we're going to chat about? We're going to uh, talk about randomly buying uh, another house to use as a vacation rental. Yeah. So um, this season of the podcast, we've started off with talking about um, moving from the Seattle area to Florida and what that, why we did that, what that experience was like, about our cross-country road trip and how strange it was. And now, um, yeah, we're going to talk about buying the vacation rental here in our neighborhood of Butler Beach, Florida. Um, yeah, why we did it, um, what it's like to run a vacation rental slash Airbnb, and um, yeah, all that stuff. So um, to start off with, why buy a vacation rental? Did you ever think we would ever for any reason have? No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I never thought that even right now at our age one, we would own a home like outright with no mortgage. That's just crazy to me. Um, and then two, I never thought that we would own two homes. So, yeah, I think I think moving in, moving to Florida is why all of this is possible. So I know in Washington, we could never have afforded to um, have a vacation rental um, to, I mean, we have it so that it's available for family and friends when they want to come and visit, but then also um, as an investment property so that we have something to give the kids when they're older or if the boys um, want to, you know, if they're at a point in life where they need a place to live, we have a place for them or there's lots of reasons. Um, but I don't think we could have ever done that in Washington just based off of the fact that we did have, you know, a big mortgage there, and here it's just such a different cost of living. Well, I mean, and... we could have, like, if we were like living in like Yakima or something, like the Palm or, Springs of Washington, you know, some some place <laughs> where the housing market is really cheap, but also at the same time you don't have any jobs, and it's mm -hmm. just different, right? So in the in a comparable area, like in terms of where we live now compared to Washington, it would not have been possible. Yeah, and I don't even know what a comparable area to this would have been in Washington. Ocean Shores. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's on the it's on the ocean, but it's not the same. It is not the same. No. Um, yeah. So I mean, just the fact that we moved to Florida made something like that possible because we don't have a regular mortgage, anyways. Being able to find a vacation rental that is something that we could um, both financially manage and that we could see as a business opportunity um, that was a real surprise for us and not actually something we were even looking for. So, well, no, we weren't looking for it, and it just happened because we saw this house for sale and um it's in our neighborhood already and we knew the owner um and so we're like this is random like all of a sudden this house is for sale and we looked at the price and again that as bob mentioned the the reason why all this is possible is because the cost of living is so uh, much less in florida than washington state um, and so when we're looking at this house, okay, it's like close to the beach, um, and in a cute neighborhood, 
and it was like what like 250 no it was listed like, for even less than that even and less then, than that right oh yeah. that's right and then, we and paid then the out the door we ended up being but, a little over 250 but i mean where the location is you could have never afforded anything like that anywhere else yeah uh back over on the west coast um and considering right that we had sold our home in washington and then we bought our house here um we were able to still buy this other house and it was completely random we had no intention of doing that it was only because we knew of this house and we knew it was already operated as a vacation rental um, and learning from the owner that it's always occupied and, and what they currently, you know, uh, collect, um, in terms of income from it, we're like, it's a no brainer. Yeah. It just made sense. Yeah. So, and you know, we did have the ability to get it. So, I mean, hooray. So we did, um, it was really interesting though, because before we really sunk our teeth in and we're like, yes, this is, this is going to be exciting. We're thrilled for this. We can do this. Um, we did reach out to one of our buddies who also operates a vacation rental here in Florida, Angie of Angie Away. When I sent her the listing and she had some really good feedback that, hey, this house is great. It's close to the beach. It's something where it's small enough that you can manage it yourself really well. And also it's not so big that it could be a party house. Um, I'm in a lot of Airbnb groups on Facebook and it's interesting hearing people talk about their house being used as a party house more on that later but yeah um really interesting and valuable feedback to get from another vacation rental operator and it really sold us on making sure that this happened and oh we got to do it and we got to close on it really quickly too which made it so that we could turn it around and get people in there pretty fast so well and we got to do that too because um we were able to buy it furnished. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a big plus that maybe not everybody right, gets the opportunity for. But again, we knew the owner and we're like, "Is it? does it come furnished? And the listing agent was like, yep. And we're like, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, because it was all ready to go. Uh, yeah. Of course, we wanted to make some changes, but. Yeah. And I think we weren't exactly sure how it would be buying a vacation or a, an investment property versus a regular house. Um, that was kind of interesting. There was, I feel like, a lot of different questions and forms for completing all of the mortgage stuff um, that we didn't have for our regular home. And the insurance is a little bit different because it's an investment home instead of a regular home. I'm just trying to think about anything specific that really stood out. I just, as we went through it, I know. No, what was <laughs> like, I actually don't remember anything being different until we got to understanding the points to bring down the interest rate yeah and how different that was from when you're purchasing a primary home yeah because when you're buying a home initially you can you know you try and settle on a mortgage an interest rate based off of how much money you can put down and how long you want to you know have it for and all this stuff um or be you know paying on a mortgage with the investment property it was similar, but then there was also this thing where we could pay points in advance, and that would lower our interest rate. And um, so, gosh, I don't remember exactly how much it was, but it was anywhere from like paying $1,500 to like $6,000 in points to make it so that in the long run, we actually would save $120,000 in interest over the course of paying off the house. Oh, yeah. We did the math with our... Yeah, uh, mortgage provider. Yeah, it was interesting. He actually broke it down for us 
based off of the um, points that we would pay up front versus not paying any points and having a standard 30-year mortgage. And by paying a little extra in points, we really did save $120,000 in interest over the course of 30 years because we're also, we got a 15-year, which mm-hmm. was awesome. So, yeah. At 3%, which is like the lowest that they've seen for like a, just it's the market right now. Yeah. Good times. Just crazy. So if you've got an opportunity to do something like this, which is really, I think, rare probably, um, if you can jump on it, do it. I know that's kind of putting it out there. Well, I think that there's way, like, <laughs> well, for us too, it's, uh, I think the location of the rental property makes it convenient, um, you know, compared to others who might have, you know, there's a potential for a rental property in another state where you'd have to potentially have uh, a, a property management company run it for you. Outsource cleaning. Rent, right, you have to outsource. We manage all of that stuff. Yeah. And we also have the the neighbor of the house um, do, their their son does the, the mowing, does, yeah. does the yard work, which is great because we're giving a, a 10-year-old a job. Yeah. So like we've kind of created this little micro economy in the Butler Beach area. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it, it's been fun to learn about. And um, I think what was really interesting was, so Chris mentioned that it came furnished. But just because it came furnished doesn't mean that um, it was well furnished. <laughs> oh, so what I will say, like real quick, before Bob jumps into this, is that um, we've always wanted to have something like this, whether or not it was not so much like a, um, a vacation rental, but even in the past, we almost bought a full-on like operating B and B. We've always we we have fun hosting people. We feel like we can. Uh, make a great experience for somebody, make somebody feel really comfortable, um, you know, or a couple or whatever, um, and just be really good hosts. And so we almost bought like an Airbnb. This was in uh, Port Townsend, Washington uh, a few no, years ago. No, full on bed and breakfast. Uh, yeah, it was a full yeah. on. It was like a Victorian <laughs> built in like 1908. Super amazing uh, place. The the lady who was running it um, was operating as a, a B- Airbnb or not Airbnb, sorry, a B&B. Um, and, but then she caved in and decided not to sell. But all that to say, this is something we've always been interested in. And we're always, as you know, traveling, we're seeing different places, uh, different hotels, uh, different uh, venues. And so we've got a lot of opinions. And having always worked in travel, operating a type of, uh, you know, lodging place kind of just does come naturally to us. I mean, gosh, I've worked, my first job out of high school was doing housekeeping at a lodge in Alaska. <laughs> and then I worked in hotels in downtown San Francisco and Seattle and, again, lodges in Alaska and all, all these different things, working with Disney. So it's just operating a place for travelers is really something that it's just always been a goal. I hadn't really thought about it like that. But, yeah, I mean, we really did used to talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then it happened. Yeah. Good times. But anyways, what I was going to talk about was that, um, yes, the house did come furnished, which made it easy to kind of turn it over and get it rolling right away as a vacation rental. But it had a lot of work that needed to be done, and the furniture really, we needed to replace. It had a massive couch. Oh, my gosh. So it's not a big house that we have. It's, it's like 780 square feet or yeah, something. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's so a very small two-bedroom, one-bath. Mm-hmm. It's super cute. It's a bungalow. Mm-hmm. We call it the Buccaneer Bungalow. And, um, but yeah, in the living room, when we bought it, there was the most enormous sectional 
you've ever seen. Like I had like fifteen pillows. Yeah, like straight up from like your uncle's rec room Corduroy in the style. early nineties. <laughs> and um yeah, and a big huge swivel chair that matched it too. Yeah. Yeah. I've already forgotten about that because it was like a buddy chair. The thing was enormous. Yeah. Wiped it out of my memory. But um, yeah, so we had stuff like that that we didn't know its full history and we didn't know just how clean it really was, oh, no matter how, how much massive we cleaned shag it. carpet, or not shag carpet, rug. Yeah, in a really long shag rug. Yeah, kind of gross. Anyway, so we we bought the house with all this these furnishings, but so it's ready to go as a vacation rental, but just not a not a nice one. So we started immediately by just deep cleaning and painting the living room and the kitchen and it's amazing what paint does oh my gosh it's inexpensive and it changes everything so yeah gosh so does a mr clean magic racer i love those (laughs) that's true yeah i mean i spent what two days painting and yeah it just turned it around which is amazing we still have a long list of things to do but actually it's not a long list really but yeah, no, no. we knocked some things off. We replaced uh, ceiling fans because mm-hmm. the light fixtures were not awesome. Um, there was one fan that actually looked like, not like a cool vintage airplane propeller, but like an industrial airplane propeller that probably could have cut off your head if you accidentally got too close to it. It was odd. And then the one in the other <laughs> room was like from a 1982 suburban house. Like it was that wood paneling color fans with the weird... Like with the floral sconces. I was going to say floral sconces, exactly. They were yeah. frosted mm-hmm. with brass. And it creaked. In, uh, <laughs> so anyways, easy fixes that we did. Like I was able to get really inexpensive fans for like 30 bucks each that so, totally changed it. Yeah, it did. But just to back up for a quick second, what I think, and this is a random topic, but when you can have a credit card that gives you reward points, Mm. it actually pays off. So, And we have an episode all about credit card rewards. This is true. So (laughs) we, uh, um, our primary bank is, so slight tangent, but it's related, is BECU, so Boeing Employees Credit Union. And uh, they have a great rewards program on their credit card. And so um, we hadn't cashed in any of our rewards for a long time. And I looked to see like, hey, what's possible? Well, we were able to get like Lowe's gift cards at like an amazing exchange rate or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get like $800, $900 in Lowe's gift cards just based off our previous purchases. So it was amazing. And then we take that and we apply it towards fixing up the house. So yeah. when so, we think about all those fans, yeah. Bob was talking about and other things. That's yeah. how we were able to do that. Fans, paint, plants. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, I'm just trying to think. I feel like I've done tons of projects, but maybe not used all the gift cards. <laughs> no, I think there's still some gift cards. Yeah. Blinds, new blinds. Oh, yeah. We replaced all the blinds, and now there's nice new cordless curtain blinds. Rods. Curtains and curtain rods. Um, yeah. Lots of little things like that. So it it's funny, like, thinking about all the work we've put into it in just a month. But... Yeah. If we were to post the, the pictures of what it was initially... And slowly how we change it over time, you, yeah. you'd see the progression. So you've got to check out the show notes because now I'm definitely going to put the before and afters in the show notes because I'm really proud about it. Every time that I clean the house after a guest checks out, I come back and I'm like, do you want to look at the house? <laughs> because I feel so proud of how cool it is now. But yeah. So anyway, so all those nice little things were 
easy and actually fairly inexpensive things to do to make our vacation rental much nicer than when we first bought it. And I think uh, customers call it modern touches. Modern touches? You didn't see my air quotes, but modern touches. Is that how we get reviews that say modern touches? I think I've seen somewhere it says it's really like quiet area. It's safe, close to the beach, has wonderful, like nice modern touches. Oh, mm-hmm. well, there you go. They don't call it, oh, and cozy. And cozy. cozy and quiet. You know what the modern touches is? So one of the things that you did was install that Google Home or Google Nest yeah. to control the temperature. Yeah, yeah, to control the AC. I think that's the modern touch. That could be the modern touch. And then yeah. there's the little Google Home Mini that they can talk to to play music. Exactly. And there's the Chromecast that's on the TV. Yeah. So they can cast that we can, their stuff. Yeah, they can cast their stuff. And we've got, it's a we're signed TV. in to, yeah. to Netflix and yeah. Amazon Prime and stuff. So, yeah, your modern touches. See, if you're taking notes, these are all little things you can do to make a vacation rental super awesome. So it's been, we've gotten all five stars for our reviews, except for one person. And was it was the first one. And it was the very, very first person, and it is before we did all the work on the house. It was basically because, <laughs> no, well, it was also because we didn't have a large size trash can. That's true. I think that's what did it. We yeah. didn't have like a reasonable size cra- trash can. And these people actually produce a lot of trash. It's okay. Um, but, but it wasn't a big trash can that yeah. was available to them. So, yeah, we'll get to that we when we talk about the, <laughs> when we talk about house rules. But um, yeah, no, so all those nice little things. And oh, the thing that I also wanted to call it. So Buccaneer Bungalow is the name of our of our vacation rental. And one of the things I was so excited to do was, you know, we live in St. Augustine. So we've got the Pirate and Treasure Museum and we've got a history of sailors and wars. And we've got the Castillo and Fort Matanzas. We've got all these really cool old piratey places. Um, we were able to find an awesome copper patinaed um pirate door knocker so finding little tiny things to give it piratey touches has made it super fun and given it charming character so yes i don't think that those uh items um had people call it the modern touches no those are not the modern touches those are the charming and cozy touches our little like our pirate swords and things like that and then also i created art for all the different rooms that is really amazing and so we've got some really cool saint augustine oriented art but no i was just looking over the list of when we first bought it i made a two-page list of all the things that i wanted to update you know we were able to do a lot of it pretty quickly just using elbow grease and paint which is pretty awesome the only things that we really had to dedicate funds to was um we did replace the enormous couch. One of the things that we were looking at for the couch was to be able to add some more sleeping arrangements. So we took out the huge sectional and we were able to find a really good, actually really high quality um, sofa bed. We got it through Rooms to Go. Rooms to Go. Yeah. I had never heard about this place until we moved here to Florida. I We would see some trucks yeah. on the road that said Rooms to Go. And then... There's that the, huge showroom, the huge in, showroom Orlando. On, in Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> huge. So we checked it out online and we're like, wow. Yeah. And they were actually able to even like deliver it pretty quickly. Not just deliver. I mean, they set it up and everything. Yeah. Oh, that was the day that my finger got stuck in the garage and door and smashed that, it. Yeah. Oh, that was the grossest. 
But moving on from that, <laughs> so that was actually, that's the big thing that we invested in was a good quality sofa bed that looked good in the house. And we also, we replaced in the kid room, we had two twin beds that we replaced with a bunk bed where it's got a full on the bottom and then yeah, a, twin a, on top. a twin on top. Yeah, and then um, also invested in some nice linens. Yeah, so, nice linens and those good mattresses too. Linen spa. Oh my gosh, linen spa mattresses are the best thing ever. <laughs> they're expensive from Amazon, uh, but they're actually, who knows the longevity, right? Um, how long they'll last, but we got them for the kids too. And they're yeah. super comfortable mattresses. And so we're like, we can put this over in the rental and not break the bank. But yeah, those were the, those were the big investment things. We're making it so that our sleeping arrangements were much better and could accommodate either larger groups or just families a little bit better. So, and also we discovered as we um, started to get bookings that it was like two couples would come in to stay and you don't want to have two couples like sleep in like a queen bed and then it's like they're two in a hostel. twin beds. Yeah. So we made it so that it's actually like multi-couple getaway friendly. So those are just some interesting things to kind of think about if you're doing a vacation rental, how you can kind of maximize your profit and make it so that your property is more applicable to different types of travelers. Which is also why we allow dogs. Which is also why we allow dogs and a great segue into our house rules. <laughs> so as we were getting the house ready and we wanted to get it listed pretty quickly because, gosh, I mean, all of a sudden we went from having no mortgage because we were able to buy our house just like straight up to randomly without planning having a mortgage on this other house we're like we need to get this on the rental market quickly um we were able to reach out to our friend angie and she shared her house rules with us about how they manage their vacation rental and we were able to adjust that really well to the bungalow and kind of what we wanted to manage and how we wanted our guests to enjoy their stays and one of those things was um being pet friendly we made the decision to be pet friendly, which I think is what has kept us booked up for these last couple months. It's been, I, nobody's checked in who hasn't had a pet. I'm pretty there sure. you have it. Yeah. So in our neighborhood, um, when you search for vacation rentals. Oh, they're everywhere. Oh, there's so many vacation rentals. But if you restrict your search to be pet friendly or welcomes dogs, all of a sudden the numbers just drop. So I think that is what has really made it so that we were able to take this unplanned business venture and turn it into something that's totally successful is that we accept pets. Yeah. So. I mean, now it's like it totally pays for the mortgage. So while, well, yes, now we do have a mortgage. Um, it we also up. don't because the between the pet fees and the nightly rental rate, yeah, it covers the mortgage. It's perfect. It's like it balances out which I'm really thankful for. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, with that, um, so we list only on Airbnb, which might sound kind of weird if you use vacation rentals a lot for your own travel and you might be, where are all the different sites? There's VRBO. There used to be HomeAway, but now HomeAway and VRBO are yeah, fully the same honestly, thing. in like our past, I know when I would search for things, it would just be VRBO or Airbnb. So maybe there's others, but maybe I thought there were sketch. You can search on booking.com also. When we went to Europe, we used booking.com oh, to yeah. find 
Yeah, because they, they didn't have things. They didn't, yeah, so um, that that's true. Booking.com worked really well, actually, for but that. But I haven't listed it on there. So right now, we've actually only got it on Airbnb because it's proven. It works. Yeah, it's proven to keep guests coming. It's an easy platform for us to manage on. And it has the most people using it, I feel like. I was going to say, yeah, and people use it and they're comfortable with it. Yeah, right? like they know what to expect when they're actually using it. It's got a very good app for both the guest and for the host. So I think that's those are the big benefits of it. And, and of all different customer types. Yes, we've had everything from young couples to elderly couples with a small elderly dog. <laughs> like the, the whole the whole run of the mill. And um, we did have it up on vrbo for about three weeks and got zero inquiries and then when we finally did get an inquiry we saw that the fees being charged by vrbo um the total cost to the guest more than a third of the cost to the guest went to fees for vrbo and so i declined that guest's booking and removed it from vrbo because i felt like that was not ethical <laughs> just fees yeah, yeah insane so it wasn't wouldn't have worked out well for us for like making the amount that we needed or it felt wrong to let the guest pay you know 130 dollars in fees so even though there is um there is a good interface that works between like airbnb and vrbo and you can sync the calendars and stuff airbnb has definitely the best ability to control the whole rental situation everything from having your house rules and the ability to request money or extra fees from guests everything very very simple um i like how they have those canned responses <laughs> and canned responses for your guests or for reviews <laughs> yeah that's all it, it's it's very well thought out and i really like using it um the other thing i really like is i can look at on the app on my phone, I can look at performance and we can see just like where we're going to land for the month. And it's nice to be able to see, oh, we're halfway through and we already made our mortgage. Or it looks like we are going to come in way over budget for the month. Let's go ahead and open it up to friends or whatever. So that is really nice to be able to have those sort of statistics or data easily available without having to really like pull and create reports for ourselves. So because we are managing it like a business. So, um, yeah, that's the scoop, VRBO versus Airbnb and why we went the Airbnb route. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about is house rules. And this is something we have chatted about with our own friends on Facebook and really kind of pulled the audience. Um, there's so many different rules. I'm trying to think back to other vacation rentals that we've used and if they've had rules that pop out in my mind, but... Not really. All the standard rules. Yeah, just load the dishes in the dishwasher. Strip put out the, the trash. Linens, put out the trash. Um, take your stuff with you. Um, you know, don't leave food in the fridge. Um, yeah. So those are like basic rules. But mm -hmm. as you host, and I mentioned earlier that I'm a part of a couple different Airbnb host Facebook groups. Um, a lot of people talk about guest experiences that they have and how they update their rules and policies. And we've come to learn different things about how to word things like no smoking policies and how to word pet policies and, and things like that, um, which has been really fascinating. I actually just updated our policies today to make notes about not posting um, 
political signs in the front yard or uh, you have guests that do that i read a whole bunch of different things in these airbnb groups about what is your policy for political signage or party decorations and i was like oh that's fascinating so today i actually added that if you decorate for a party of any sort or a holiday you need to make sure you fully clean up mm-hmm. and you cannot put up anything that is visible from the street that is related to supporting a specific political candidate. Because if somebody wants to come and and like stay at our place and put up like a pride sign in the window, great, whatever, go for it. Or a Black Lives Matter sign while they're there. I don't know why somebody would just do that for like a two-day period. But if they want to, great. But I don't want somebody to show up and all of a sudden, you know, put like a Trump sign in the yard and have our neighbors think that, oh, this is another, you know, like Trump house in our neighborhood. Awesome. Or, ooh, let's be mean to those people or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, there's lots of different things that could come from having political signs. So it's just something that I've learned from participating in these groups. And if if anybody's listening and they want to start their own vacation rental, this could be great information. The point of it is that we update as we learn because other things that we've learned is that um, in our pet policy, we say pets cannot be on furniture because... Gosh, there's some dogs who just leave a ton of dog hair. But we've also learned that, and this is from asking friends on Facebook, um, that dog owners really do consider dogs a member of the family, and they're not going to necessarily keep them off the furniture. Anyways, but we've had awesome guests who have really, our last guest, our most recent one, she was incredible. And she basically deep cleaned um, the house and removed almost all the dog hair. It was amazing. So that's just some things to consider when we talk about house rules and what you need to think about before you start renting out a vacation rental. So did you have anything else that you think is useful to share or what has surprised you about having a vacation rental? Something that surprised me is how short um, of notice we get sometimes with guests. And just with coronavirus and how people are traveling now people are really i feel like booking last minute which Mm -hmm. i don't know for me that's not how i like to go but well normally not but i think that um yeah it's that that has been something that we've noticed right because initially we're like why is why is this not booking up and but yet like current month it starts to fill up in the month and that's because people are um sometimes just a day before (laughs) usually just visiting somewhat locally right within the state and they want to get away from you know their their location but they also want to be safe and um so we're not getting a lot of out of state travelers but it's a lot of locals and they're i think they're just making last minute decisions in terms of where they want to go for the weekend um or midweek depending upon you know their job or whatnot but um so that has been interesting to see but also thankful that people are uh brave enough to to travel during these times and um know that we're keeping the place clean and sanitary i think that's something that's really cool about getting to manage a vacation rental right now in this like period in history is that we are actually providing a way for people to be able to get out and explore and just be someplace different without adding to like the masses somewhere or having people stay in a hotel where they have to you know maybe be in the elevator with guests that they're not sure if they've, you know, if they've got sickness to spread to them or things like that. So I think it's great that we can offer 
a safe and comfortable getaway. Yeah, I like that. So, well, that is everything I have to say right now, and I think that you have to say about yeah, having I think to manage a vacation rental. <laughs> yeah, one, I never thought I would have to manage a vacation rental, uh, but two, um, I'm glad that we are able to, and it's easier than I thought it would be. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. If you get any questions about this and like our learning experience going through this, totally leave us some comments on the show notes page on two traveldads.com or send us a message. Happy to share what we've learned because there's been a couple things that have been a little bumpy and yeah, good times. So tune in next time because we are going to talk about, we've actually got a special guest and um, she is going to share with us all about financial planning and travel and affording travel while still having a full-time job. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time and we'll see you later. Adios. Two Travel Dads podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Suquamish, Washington. If you would like to be on Two Travel Dads podcast or sponsor it, please visit us at twotraveldads.com slash work.